Let's go, girls. There's so many chicks. I'm like, I'm gonna kick through a door when she says that. That's that's how I feel when she says that. Though. I feel kind of bad being in her band. Shania is brilliant, dude. Uh, she was uh, everything when I was in junior high. Let's put it that way. So Shania is a uh, a lifelong love, I think, for every young young lad yeah when she came out she yeah yeah hey so this dude, is the dad advocacy hey, podcast yeah, i'm ryan i'm tristan we got a guest with us today. we have a guest leah lake on with us today hi leah hey you guys our first ever phone interview this is pretty awesome yeah we are excited to have you um i've been looking forward to this for a while yes you have yeah you've been uh, messaging me like crazy for probably a solid month now <laughs> at least <laughs> um and had it planned out even before then yeah um so just let people know we don't know if we're going to do commercial breaks or whatever so this episode is brought to you by patriot men company Woohoo! we love for christmas gifts yeah the best stocking stuffers you're going to be able to get for your man they are so good too patriotmenco.com um so leah lake is a relationship life coach right um, that's what she does it's uh, leahlake.com l-e-i-g-h-a-l-a-k-e Dot com, of course. Um, Leah, your mom, your wife, and you're a uh, life relationship coach. What don't you do? What do you have a skill set that doesn't apply? <laughs> well, first, thank you for having me on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And that your question just cracked me up. Like, what don't I do? <laughs> well, you wear many hats. Yeah. yeah. As parents, we have to have a ton of hats. But I mean, you add life coach um, and relationship coach. I mean, that's that's tough. <laughs> That's really tough. Yeah, it, it's a lot, but I love it. Do you ever get humbled, like by your kids? Like you're like, I should know this, and I'm not doing it. I'm not. <laughs> well, I do think like, oh no, what if my client saw me now? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like having a podcast. What we do, and we're like, we're not perfect. Yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> Put that in the title. We we're not perfect. No. Yeah. yeah, so I let, they know I'm not perfect, but there are definitely times I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in in our industry and what we do, like, people expect perfection. They don't expect humans, Yeah, you know? And, like, um, the, the thing that makes us different is that when we screw up, we recognize the screw up. Sure. And we correct the action. If not, mm-hmm. you know, write them, but later on. I think that's the kind mm-hmm. of the difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least that's how I look at it. I could be wrong. So, no, I like it. <laughs> so, how did you guys like? Obviously, you and I, this is the first time we've ever talked, but how did you and Tristan like get to know each other? Leah and I were, we were acquaintances in high school. Okay. So, we've known each other sort of like for. You knew him in his dork phase. That's awesome. Well, sort of, yeah. Like, well, he still is a dork, but we yeah. didn't really hang out in the same crowds. <laughs> I mean, it was high school, right? So, there's different things going on. But, like, um, after kind of connecting on Facebook, I, I was looking through her posts. And she was commenting on some of the relationship stuff I was writing about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we have, like, the same views on a lot of stuff. <laughs> and it kind of blew my mind. I was like, no way. There's no way, right? So then I had to go, like, snoop into her stuff and check it out. And I was like, wow, this is what she does also. And it kind of it, it made me feel good knowing that what I was writing wasn't garbage. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the female perspective, you know? Yeah. 
everybody writes especially from stuff. the perspective the professional perspective that she's yeah. actually giving you that affirmation too yeah it, it was <laughs> it was really nice but it's like you know people write random stuff and you're like oh i can take a snippet here and there and i was like wow um i got a compliment that was really cool that's awesome yeah, so it felt good so <laughs> what kind of led you down the path to becoming a life and relationship coach okay yes many I'm years intrigued. ago <laughs> um okay so it was in uh, so i had um, dated quite a bit. I'd actually gotten married for a very short time when I was 22. Um, I quickly realized that that wasn't the right move. And then, you know, so I just kept dating. So I had all of this experience. And then in 2009, I dated this man for a short three months, but around the three month mark, he's like, you're my soulmate. We need, we're going to get married. And that was the first time I had felt that. Yes. Like, yes, this is what I was waiting for. This is what I wanted to feel. And, um, so unknowingly he, he had all these red flags, <laughs> but then at the three month mark, he basically disappeared. Um, I was working, he, he was in Utah, I was in North Carolina, and I was also a firefighter at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know that about me, oh, but no. it was also that hardcore. at the time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> yes. All the hats. Uh, Literally, yeah, she's wearing a firefighter hats. hat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so anyway, because I thought we were basically getting married, we were just basically engaged. Um, even though now afterwards I learned that when a man says like, yeah, let's get married, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> until you actually have a ring on your finger, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So, uh, we were on the phone and I was just letting him know, like, I didn't feel the seen or heard like the way I thought I would feel with the man I'm supposed to marry. Um, and I ended up hanging up on him and then I tried calling them back and he never responded to any calls or texts. And, and I was devastated. So I got online and researched, um, you know, how to get a man back, what makes a man fall in love, how to make him fall in love again. The internet, the great resource was, of everything you should do in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. But I found, I came across Roy Ray, actually. Um, she's a relationship coach and she had all the, this material. And I just started really learning about um, men, women, relationships, masculine energy, feminine energy. And it completely changed everything. And then I started teaching women because I just, I would see them doing these things that were working against them. And I'm like, okay, you got to stop that. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. So was it and, just like online people that you were talking to or, or friends and family? Okay. That? So then, so eventually, so eventually I quit my job as a firefighter because I knew I, I'm like, I knew I wanted to be a mom and there was just no way that was going to be sustainable. I, I actually didn't want to be a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> never the plan. Okay. So, um, that I quit my job and went into medical aesthetics. So skincare, lasers. Okay. Um, so I was going to school with all these women. So then it was like mm. all these women talking about their relationship stuff and what she should do. And at that point I had been 
basically implementing the information I learned for like two years or something, I felt very confident about it. And so I started holding classes uh, at my house. I'm like, everyone just come to my house. So instead of like book club, you were like, look, people come here. We're talking relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. That's, that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So then. Uh, I mean, that's a gutsy right. move, though. Like, it's not a field that you think that, that there's going to be the opportunity to have people lining up, knocking at your door necessarily. Like what did the, what, how did it start out? Did you have a, okay, yeah. So did yeah. you have like a pitch where it was like, Hey girls, come on over for some tea or, or, or were you, <laughs> were you like, we're all talking men's stuff. Get over to my house. I'm going to make you some, or you say I had wine. tacos and <laughs> yeah. wine and we're going to talk relationships. Well, yeah. Watch, like, watch yeah. Bachelorette. I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> how does, how does that even work? We don't, I mean, we're guys, obviously we don't, we're okay at communicating <laughs> okay. with each other, but. I don't know how it I mean I mean I know how to get other dudes going like hey I'm like barbecuing this weekend. Yeah. But bar- <laughs> Okay, <Psych>. well, so, <laughs> so side note. Side note like mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd started medical esthetician school at the same time I had started a law of attraction coaching certification. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was also in the mindset of growing a business as well and actually that's really what I wanted to do more than become a medical esthetician. It was just, that was more like a backup plan type of thing. Um, so I just put flyers up and I just let all of my classmates know, you know, I charged $10 per person. <laughs> like, You're just trying to get yeah. some cover okay. charge. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then um, probably within the year, um, so I had met my husband all at the same time. So much was happening. So I met oh. my husband, uh, finished esthetician school, was working on the coaching thing. And then Roy Ray, who I had originally learned um, the information that I was teaching, decided to train coaches herself. So then I got my certification through her. That was in 2013. Wow. What do you think? And just because I picked up like you, like I met my husband at the same time. We're talking about relationships today. Um, obviously, kind of that's what you do. What was the change that kind of brought your husband into the picture? Like, do you think that there was something within you through that process of the entrepreneurial spirit and everything else that like there was a confidence change or an energy change or something like that, that attracted him or was it kind of just happenstance? No. Uh, okay. So there's a few things. This is such a great question. So I learned, so in 2009, when I was like, like learning about relationships, mm-hmm. um, I, what I heard was, you know, women have more, you, you either get to be the more feminine energy in the relationship or the more masculine energy in the relationship. And the masculine energy is like a leaning forward, a doing, the thinking, the planning, the making things happen energy. The feminine energy is the, the being, feeling, receiving, allowing, trusting energy. And everybody has both, but there's one that's more dominant in each person. And in a relationship, a romantic relationship, you get to choose to be more one or the other. But if you try to be both, then there's no room for your partner. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's a very basic way. That's it's really deep. Of, sorry, okay. sorry. <laughs> like, I had to sit on that one for a second. I'm, like, I'm processing and I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah, it's 
completely accurate. Like, yeah, no, that 100%. was awesome. Yeah, wow. That was awesome. <laughs> I, and this was a question I had planned to ask you. I'm like, good Lord, that's, um, teach us, teach us. <laughs> we're here, we're here, we're listening. <laughs> okay. See, my women need guys like you. They're looking for you. <laughs> it's It's tough because like, you know, you do think about it and you go, okay, well, who has dominant energy and who doesn't, which is kind of the, kind of what that is for the most part. Right. Yeah. And we're not dominant and like overbearing. And it's, we're not talking right. personality. Types. It's like, it's, like le- not- it's the leader versus, you know, the not really the follower, but the leader and the follower. Yeah. Aspect. And we're not talking like your personality type, whether you're type A or type B or like whatever you fall on the Enneagram schedule, you know, whatever you want to do. We're talking like literally this is who you are. Well, okay, yes. So that's why I said it's a real, that's a really basic way of saying it because just masculine energy. So all women need to be, you know, need to be supported by their own masculine energy or they're going to bring drama to the table. Mm -hmm. Ah. Okay. The thing is, the thing is, is I don't, so my husband has never done self-work or, you know, inner work, self-development, but he always matches me where I am. So I think as long as men are aware of, you know, what's healthy, what's not, um, like, I I just feel like it's, it is easier for men if they're already aware, they're pretty much golden. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So men who do do a lot of inner work, like there's definitely a sliding scale, but they're, um, I, I do tell women like, don't look for the man who's doing all the inner work. Look for a man who's confident in himself. Um, but she, then obviously she needs to be confident in herself too. I'm probably getting off track here. It's okay. But... Oh, you're good. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for women, um, what often happens is they're, you know, if they're leaning forward, like, so you know, they're calling the guy, they're texting the guy, they're basically, if you imagine a, a little bubble mm-hmm. and there's a man and a woman inside, the more that she's leaning forward, the more it pushes the man out of the bubble. And the more he goes out of the bubble, the more anxious and nervous she gets. Okay. So then the, the more she does. Yep. And, and the more it pushes them away. The more she but, does to try and pull him back in the bubble, but instead she's, yeah. she's, pursuing too much and pushing him out of the bubble more. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if she can create space, meaning just like not reach out. So typically you guys will have to tell me your perspective, but typically if a man is interested, uh, he's going to call, he's going to text, he's going to be steady, not overbearing. So the narcissist, type is the overbearing, you know, like, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> like tell you, tell you, I love you second date. Let's get married. <laughs> um, but you know what the energy that I tell my clients to look for, is like just, it's calm and steady and you don't feel anxious. Um, that's how, you know, like it's on the right track. If you start to feel anxious, um, you know, it's, it could be her stuff, but typically when the women come to me, they're pretty, they're pretty aware already. So there's definitely definitely different levels at which like the advice that I give to women, um, <laughs> where it comes into play. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I have her look, I have her create a love compass and w- write down the top 10 feelings that she wants to feel in her relationship. 
And that's what she looks for. She looks for how she feels with a man, not, not like who he, like all the like checkoff list of what he needs to be. That's interesting. So instead of going, Hey, I, I want this from somebody, you go, I want to feel this when I'm around somebody. And it changes right. the it's thought process to very introspective look. That yeah. I mean, it, it's actually, it makes more sense because most people go, Oh, well he checked all the boxes, but I still feel anxious or I don't feel comfortable. I'm not getting that love connection. And it's because instead of looking at themselves, they're looking outward. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I dig it. Okay. Okay. And they miss all the red flags. Like Norm, because they're like, Oh, he's got all these other check marks. Yeah. Yes. Right. He's, he fits the picture of what I want and I feel the chemistry. Hmm. Okay. But, but when a, there's a huge gap in feeling good with a man and feeling good when you're not with him. So women will elaborate. Yeah. Please. Explain. Okay. That's, <laughs> that. I like it. Okay. Okay. You're so like, no, I'm giving away all my secrets. This is why you buy my. Oh no. Oh no. Years and years. We could talk for years. Um, so. When a woman will typically feel really good with a man, like on a date, and he'll put all of his attention on her, and she'll feel like the only woman in the world. Um, but when he's not with her, if there's too much space, like if he's, she'll feel it, and that's what she needs to be aware of. That if there's too much space when he's not with her, that's a red flag. So she needs to. Um, okay, that red flag there is that based around her level of confidence or a lack of him initiating As I said. during the okay. absence. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> um, I love it. Cause you guys can tell me. Well, yeah, because this, as a guy, we don't want to be overbearing. Like we don't want to be seem like we're the ones that's needy and, and like having to always like, you want to have like that perfect balance where like I'm, I'm, I'm involved enough. I'm interested enough, but I'm not too interested. Like, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because that's emotional maturity. And so, yeah. So, okay. Let's just say, like, um, okay, first day is on, you know, it's Saturday. Most likely a man will text just like, hey, good morning or something the next day or the day after. And there will <coughs> typically be another, like, if the guy is interested, he'll set something up or talk about it. And within the next week, he'll want to see her again. Is that ring true yeah i yeah. mean i I've, think it, i think if you're interested in dating i don't know i'm from the, the i i speak my mind so if i'm on a uh-huh. date and i've enjoyed my time usually before the end of the date i will try to get the feeling that if it's mutual like hey i had a great time like as you kind of wrap things up would you want to do this again yo okay there you go see no room for her to feel anxious mm-hmm. i go with the okay. let's do it again <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So and there's you're you're taking the assumptive clothes. So well, sort of, Mr. It's, Salesman. It's here. A, no, it's it's the it's the feeling. So, and I only would leave that if yeah. if I'm getting that feeling from her. For if sure. she's feeling it and everything's going well, and I'm like, wow, oh, you know, this is a great time. Let's do it again. And it's a it's an open invite instead of a question mark. I don't want to yes or no. I want to go. Hey, this is an open invite. If even if it's not going to progress, and each one have a good time, I'll be here. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, you're right. I don't know how I feel about that, honestly, because um, I, I mean, like, because I, I don't want to be, I don't want to come off with like, you know, too much pressure. Obviously, like, hey, like, 
this guy's really wanting to move this thing along fast. But if you have a great time, I think it, in the in the realm of communication, like it's it's healthy. It's good to know to let that person know because you, you want to know. I mean, I would like to know if the date went well if I'm on a date and I'm mm-hmm. not able to really read that person. I like to get the feeling that like, hey, things are moving along in the right direction. But I mean, I could be Leo, totally wrong, think? Leah. <laughs> you're, you're a girl, so what? What do you want? What are your expectations from us? Okay, honestly, <laughs> you know, either one, the girl. The woman's not going to be too like analyzing that part too much. Really, it's about your confidence. So, however, you know, and your authenticity. So, whatever's most authentic to you is going to come across confident to her. And the most important part here, though, is that sh- there was no lack of initiative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, like in the bubble, she she's leaning back, and you're leaning forward. Okay. Yeah. So that it's, that's the, that's a, like just slightly, we'll just say slightly like you're, when a man leans back, that's, that's when it's like, like, Oh, what's going on here? Cause a woman can feel that. If as opposed to saying, Hey, I had fun. Let me know if you want to do this again. Then oh, you're yeah. oh, it's yeah. like, all right, see no. you later. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice meeting you. Thanks for dinner. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Okay. So that's more feminine. Like that's him like wanting to be pursued and huge red flags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then I teach women that, you know, if she has to help a man ask her out in the beginning, like that, that sets the tone for the entire relationship and she doesn't want to be doing that. So, so yeah, there's no helping a man say, Oh yeah, let me, let, you know, let me plan the day. Let me get this moving forward. So I feel like that's a tough one. Um, only because there, there's so much, hate is that a good way to put it like you know because guys we we don't want to come off as as like you know sexist or or whatever so it in this day and age right now it's almost scary to pursue somebody you know Uh, you don't want to say oh you look amazing today your eyes are beautiful you don't want to say the classic comments or the compliments that in prior years was okay Okay, this right? might be a big paradigm shift for you guys because the right woman actually wants to hear that. And if the if you say that and a woman gets scared away, then you know she is clearly not um, evolved enough. I'm sitting here telling Tristan like mouth that we said. I'm like, she's right. I know she's right. Totally, yeah. But more guys need to hear that. Yeah, no, right? I think guys do get afraid or get apprehensive to kind of step out and, and i mean I'm, I'm a firm believer in like the five love languages like I, I love reading that series and understanding that in the person that you're pursuing obviously there comes a time when to know know them like right off the bat like asking them within the first day might not be the best time period to ask that but um <laughs> you know like to, okay. under, to understand where that person's coming from because you can understand that if there are words of affirmation person that you're feeding to that love language. Like you're feeding that part where she gets that piece. And I think that's where it really matters, but that's just my opinion. But Yeah. Okay. So that to me, that's the icing on the cake. What she really wants from you and any, from any man is confidence. She doesn't yeah. even care if you know her love language. She just wants a confident man who pursues her and is uh, healthy. Sure. Do like, you think- meaning like, that's right. So sorry. Do you think that all women want to be pursued? Men, men are hunter gatherers, right? Um, just He's right. Yeah. Basic, basic. You know. Yes. And women very much so. One thousand percent. And men, if so, here's the thing. That's, and I think part of the issue is that nowadays men 
They, they are worried about whatever, so they want a woman to pursue them, which makes the men automatically feminine instantly. Yes. So they, they lose their hunter-gatherer, Yeah. and now they're losing interest because they're not chasing. Oh, I'm going to take a total paradigm on this one, and I'm going to go off on a rabbit trail, and I don't want to go too far into social media. But I think you know dating app, social media, whatever you want to use in the dating process, there is too much ability to gather, let's say. There's, mm-hmm. there's a plethora of options to see out there and men lose the ability to pursue because they just want to go ahead and swipe right or swipe left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a completely unnatural environment. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm thinking that this generation is starting to change because it's too easy to pursue somebody, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and, and my clients feel it. They're experiencing it right now. That makes sense. That's why they need you. <laughs> <laughs> Men, get active. Like, actually, go out. You want somebody go after it, not in a weird way, but yeah, like pursue. Right? Like, no, stop but swiping. in a cl- yeah, like yeah, yeah. Get get real with somebody face to face. I think that's part of the issue. And you can meet somebody off of a dating app and have a healthy relationship. I'm not going to disclaimer yep, that. Yeah, absolutely. But yep. you have to remove yourself from that like environment of like that was the yeah that's how you guys met. That was the the method of meeting. Well, now you're outside of that. So go ahead and be a normal flipping person, like stop having that environment of just the whole yeah. um, type of conversations. Like you actually have to get real with that person. Leah, do your mm-hmm. clients um, talk about how after they meet somebody potentially online, is that person giving up the entire online aspect also, or is he going back to it after the date and swiping some more? Do they talk about you that? Know, I don't know what is happening for sure because so I um tell my clients it doesn't matter how amazing a man seems it doesn't like with those first three months it doesn't matter like I don't care what he tells you I don't care how you know all the amazing things about him for her to keep a very um what's the word just keep perspective on the fact that it's so easy for a woman to create an imaginary man. Mm-hmm. So most likely if he's interested, he's going to be pursuing her and she'll usually, okay, this is so general, but after my own experience and doing this for so long, so a man typically asks for being to be exclusive within four to six weeks. So after that, then up until then, she will know if he's still swiping based on how she feels. Hmm. And how he's acting. And how he's acting. Yeah. How much is he actually pursuing her? And so she gets to just observe him. So and one of the things is like that I say is show me who you are and I'll respond accordingly. Well, if he never wants to go out in public with her, like that's a red flag, like in my opinion, but. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not so much about going out in public, but like, you know, it's okay. So you meet up or you connect online. How long does it take him to move the date in person? Three days, probably max for a healthy man. Then he asks her out right away and keeps doing that over time. And so it's just a consistent Mm -hmm. movement forward. Sure. It's not this um, I invited you out. We went on a date and now I'm distant for three days or whatever. It's the, yeah. And then I'm just going to text you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. 
Yeah, it's just she should know after each date, like, by the way she feels. So it's so much about the way she feels because if she gets up in her head, then, and I think this happens with men too, it's so easy to see potential in somebody. Like, oh, well, there's he did he's not doing this because of he's so busy or like um there's to make excuses is so easy especially if you feel chemistry yeah well we are the dad advocacy podcast right and so we're speaking to a lot of single parents and mm-hmm. that throws a totally different wrench i think in the dating realm um because not only are you now looking for your personal like interest you have to be looking out for your kids too at some point. I mean, obviously it's going to build into kids, but you don't want to put that in front of your personal needs. Like I've got to make that disclaimer saying like, I'm not dating to find a mom for my son. I'm dating to find a partner for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But in that process, like that does change the paradigm. It may change time periods, won't it? Well, okay. So it's all about healthy relationships. So if a man, if, you know, a healthy, empowered man is interested in a woman. He's moving at a, at a steady pace. So it's not going to be going too fast. Sure. It, it's like just, you know, a very, just the right pace, but then he's going to be attracted to a healthy partner most likely. So then um, as far as bringing kids into the picture, I think the parents should, you know, be feeling pretty good about it as far as like when to bring the kid in. I don't think there's yeah. a rule around it, but um, yeah. I think the challenge yeah. is that single parents um, want, right? Uh, they spend so much of their time giving because mm-hmm. that's what you do as a parent. You just, you're always giving, giving, giving. Mm-hmm. And if you're a single parent, you're wanting to get back. Yeah, you want that cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think the hard part is that, you know, as a single parent, if you go on a date, your your priority is going to be your kids no matter what. So that's going to be a conversation you have to have. Hey, look, mm-hmm. I enjoy where we're going. I do like this, um, but I, I can't always be 100% attentive or on time. Well, I guess on time is totally different, but attentive is different. So I think the thing is, that, Ryan, <laughs> is that if you're dating, um, the other person is going to respect the fact that you have kids and where your yeah. priorities are, but they're also going to go... I know that you can text me more than once a day, possibly, or really even just once a day or reach out once <laughs> yeah, a day. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Let's, yeah. let's like, let, let's think that's, a reach. that's, that's no, pretty simple. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. If, if you're ignoring somebody, if they text you and you ignore them the entire day, clearly they're not going to be something that you're going to moving forward with because sure. you're ignoring that. Cause you do have a moment to go, Hey, I'm pooping or your kid is pooping or you have to make dinner and then get them ready in the bedtime routine and everything else. Like there's going to be four hour gaps in time where they may not respond, mm-hmm. um, but there's going to be, but you will respond. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah. That's the expectation. Not responding is the, is the issue. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. We're having a conversation. Yeah. That's the conversation. <laughs> Sorry, Leon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, Tristan and I have yeah. a relationship going on, I guess, now, too, because we understand those cues. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting real close. I, I love it. I think it, it's it's intriguing. I mean, like, I, I love the thought process. The bubble makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Leaning in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's very much like doing a dance. Yeah. It's, it's intriguing. I mean, so do the do. How do I put this? How many women are really searching and wanting 
to find the right partner. Um, I mean, it, typically, you know, I, I look around, <clears throat> I look at social media, look at all that. There are a lot of women who are out dating a guy, right? Um, they have a horrible experience because first casually they're having sex with a guy and they're like, oh, we're having casual sex. Let's make it a casual relationship, right? Which I think is clearly going to be the wrong way to go because it's, it's not going to build anything lasting for the most part. But then they, they have this crazy breakup with a guy. Now there's hate all over social media and now they're talking all these crazy things, right? While they're looking at other men who are exactly the same as the last person they left and talking about how they're never going to love again. Do you, do you see that often? Nope. Wow. Really? <laughs> so, Let's so you, circle that's Holy that's smokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like there's levels of like evolution, right? And just evolution as like self growth, awareness, um, all of that stuff. So by the time women come to me, they're, they're, they're the reasonable woman, but okay. what you're talking about to me is a woman who is very unaware um, of how she's portraying herself. Right. So then she's going to spin in that cycle until something comes along and she starts down the path of self-awareness. So you're saying that that woman would have her SHIT together is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So what we're seeing, yeah. what we see in social media in that aspect would be the individual that is still hurt, that hasn't shuffled through their garbage yes. that they've been through. They haven't healed those hurts and they continue to chase that same cycle without actually doing the dirty work. Right. Right. So it's very similar to the men being online who are just swiping left and right. It's the same energy frequency, right? Mm -hmm. So because we're online and it's an unnatural environment, that's what we see. And then our brains go like, Oh no, that's what's out there. Um, you know, and it just, because it's so easy to see, that seems like there's, that's all there is. You got to pick the frog with the least amount of warts is what you're saying at that point. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's a level of, it's, it's I say that jokingly, see. but yeah, I know, I know, I know, but I do think it's important. Like that's like, that's at eye level, right? So yeah. that's like what eye level and we got to either look deeper or look up or look down or probably more, you know, relative, you know, metaphorically speaking up, but like that there's definitely levels of people who have had the awareness self-development that are like, man, I'm pretty amazing why haven't I found my partner yet? So yeah. there's, I mean, you ask me how many people are looking for love and I'm like, um, how many people are in this planet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The majority so, of the people are looking for love. For those, for those people that haven't grown yet, right. That haven't looked inside and haven't actually self-evaluated. And, you know, you think that they're just, you know, the gift to everything and take me as I am, you know, what, Right. What advice do you have for those guys? Because clearly, nothing, nothing. Uh, there's a there's nothing? a level of narcissism in that nothing. thought process, though, too. There, because you're an emotion, you're so emotionally immature. That's what a narcissist is. Like you're just you're right. The toddler level of development. They cannot hear you. Yeah. So the, I have specialized in that area. Um, I I no longer do, but um, I teach my women how to recognize it, how to recognize wounded energies. Um, empowered energies and yeah, it, you cannot even, you can't give advice to a narcissist. It doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> and so I, I'm going to ask your perspective. This is outside of our our uh, our go ahead outline dude. that we have. <clears throat> we had a we had a guest on a couple months ago, my buddy Keith, who has a rule that you shouldn't marry somebody until you've been together for at least two years. What are your thoughts on? I mean, he gave reasons for it. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's called the Keith Bow Show. A great episode with him but he was very adamant about that he came out of a rough relationship and that was something that we share the same counselor that the counselor had told him and i hadn't heard that and i was like oh that's news to me um but what are your thoughts on like kind of having a hard line rule on on like making a long-term commitment to somebody and putting an absolute timeline on it Uh, i think it's completely unnecessary and he said the reasoning was is because you don't know the person it takes up to two years to truly know that person. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to counter that with how, how well do you know yourself? Yeah. <laughs> how much do you trust yourself? Absolutely. Right. How, how aware of you are you of healthy relationship dynamics and that eliminates a timeline? You know, and, and so I, I totally agree. Like, yeah. I, I actually, I like the last part, Leah. Um, how aware are you of a healthy relationship dynamic versus how yeah. aware of you are of a uh, hurt relationship dynamic? Yep. Right? Because most, mm-hmm. people, could, most mm-hmm. people know what, what a hurt relationship looks like or a bad one, yeah. but they don't know what healthy is yet because their yeah. only example is the bad. So they go, well, anything beyond that's got to be good. Especially when you get a couple of relationships after a bad relationship and you just keep getting wounded over and over again yeah. and you haven't learned, like, why does that keep happening? And, and it could be and not necessarily the people that you're meeting. It could be something inside of you, too, that's choosing those type of people. So I've got a timeline that I like. And, and Leah and I agree in this one. It's the it's the three month or 90 day rule is what I have. Right. Because mm-hmm. truly and it, it could be longer than that. Who knows? But <laughs> truly, you don't know somebody in the first 90 days at all. Um, typically, yeah. by that time, they get they get real ish. So you can start mm-hmm. recognizing those flags, those issues. Um, and, and what I think is, is that in your first 30 to 60 days, you're projecting. You are, because you're not going, how do I feel? I'm going, this is what I want. And now they've, they've met some of those check marks and you go, oh, they must be this too. And they must yeah. be this. Mm-hmm. And they must be this. And you project all of your happiness and joys like, oh, this person encompasses everything that I want. Right? So then after 90 mm-hmm. days, then you can go, oh my gosh, maybe mm, he, he cuts pickles in the wrong direction. And I don't like that. I am mean, something, something he, right? The toilet paper goes under instead of over like how he, it's supposed to be. He's a water and not a folder. <laughs> Ew. Ew. You, you better be a folder in my world. I'm just put that out there. Toilet paper's folded properly so you can use it. You don't just wad it up. That's nasty. Um, so I actually had a friend's mom ask me that once. She was like, are you a water or a folder? And I was like thinking for a second, I was like, Oh, this is toilet paper. Absolutely a folder. Uh, You're like a totally inappropriate. That's a great question, though. <laughs> what kind of a person are you that wads? Are you a psychopath or are you normal? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. But no, so I, I think the 90-day rule makes sense and, and potentially even 90 days to the six-month marker because a lot of people keep fake until they know that you're hooked, until cool. they know that their digs are in. And usually, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. to put mm-hmm. words in your mouth, Leah, but um, – like, I, I think you might agree. Like, it takes at least 90 days to really have your first stressor in a relationship. Yeah, Easily. I mean, I'm definitely. Yeah. yeah, so I'm definitely on board with, like, you know, you, you 
everything is imaginary. So when you say project and stuff like that to me, yeah, we're just imagining this amazing person in front of us, not really even seeing them maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then, you know, things should still move forward between three months and six months and future. So if a man talks about the future with you, that's awesome. Doesn't necessarily mean anything, but if he stops talking about the future, then that's a red flag. So by month six to nine, there should be more future talk, like even like moving in together or like moving towards spending more time together. To me, I think a man will know how much of a commitment he wants by the by year one. <clears throat> wow. It's calling out my, my commitment issues. I'm just processing <laughs> right now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Know, what about, yeah. No, what about the ability, inability to say the L word? No, I'm just kidding. We, <laughs> we want to go deep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't go there. We'll, we'll address that later sometime. I, I'll call Leah personally. Yeah, we're gonna need to focus. Oh my gosh, you're recharging more than ten bucks of this. So we, I, Leah, I love doing episodes like this because um, these are the check yourself episodes. Yeah, because Uh I mean they're gonna ring true for me on some things and Ryan on some things, and other people are gonna listen and go, "Oh my gosh, I do that." You know, like it's that's what makes these so fun. I really, I I love these so much. Um. I don't know if you want to jump into this. Yeah, let me, I'll do this one. Yeah. So hold on. Let me preface this. When we say the B word on the show, we're usually using it in the manner to describe something being said, not from personal views. I just need, like, we are the advocacy podcast when we throw around the B word. Um, Well, this, so this isn't ours though. This is somebody else's. Exactly. So there is a book, right. um, That, that I've heard a lot of women are reading lately and it's called why men love bitches by Sherry Argoff. Um, She writes about, Attraction principles and all this fun stuff, right? So number 41 of the attraction principle, and let me, let me stop real fast. I think the people that read this are like, for, for women are the, it's like the nice guys finish last person. Women mm-hmm. that, that feel like they're too nice and too whatever and can't figure out okay. why they're not, they're not getting a relationship. Read this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like Sherry is probably a very wonderful, nice person that wrote a book hoping it would sell. Cause I don't, I don't really feel like this is trueness in itself, but right, 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 right. Yeah. So, uh, principle number 41, men respect women who communicate in a succinct way because it is the language men use to talk to each other. So from the book, the quote below, the bitch communicates differently from a nice girl. A bitch tells it like it is in a matter of fact way and gets her point across succinctly. The nice girl wears her heart in her sleeve and pours out her guts. And what does the man hear? Well, nothing at all. However, he does see her neediness, which eventually turns him off. Man, but is she in a relationship? <laughs> I I read that um, and I was like, it's compl- it's all wrong. Yeah. It's all wrong. So yes. Uh, that sounds so unhealthy. I know. <laughs> As a man, I men are fixers. That's yep. what we like to do, right? We do. Um, mm-hmm. And as a man, I don't need to hear the entire backstory of something. Just tell me what the problem is. <laughs> Cause, cause that's mm-hmm. what I want. And that's how men talk to each other. Also, I don't, I don't go, Ryan, let me tell you about my entire week to tell you a story that doesn't matter about what my problem is. Cause that's <laughs> how I see it. Right. And that yeah. might sound horrible, but it's true. But I do recognize it's, it's that it's like getting a recipe off the internet and you have to read about why that recipe like is so 10 important. hours. Yeah, exactly. Just giving me oh the recipe. That's the same <laughs> that thing. That's the best analogy I've heard in a long time. It's a hundred, that's a hundred percent it. Right. And I mean like, so 
I, I've never thought of it that way. That's but. exactly what it is. It's like, give me the flipping recipe. Yeah. Get there. And, and like, so that's how we communicate all the time, right? It's just get there. And even when guys are like, here's my story. I'm like, dude, even my son, Dylan, I'm always like, homie, come on, come on. Just come on. Let, let's make this happen. Right. It's my five year old. Cause I want to have the conversation. Now I do feel like that there are some women out there that, that need to tell the story because that's how they can release the connection or just want to be heard. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or, or get beyond that. Um, but then I was kind of thinking about it before we made the phone call. And I was like, you know, these, when you get the entire story before the recipe, that oftentimes feels like drama. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's why we label a lot of people with that drama aspect. Uh, I don't know if it is drama and the love of drama, or if it's that they need to tell the story to release that connection, to let it go. Leah, what do you think? Okay, so <laughs> here, deep <laughs> question. Go. I love it. No, I love it. I love it because there's levels. There's levels of so just like you were saying, right? The the nice guy who finishes last, and the the girl who might be a little bit less aware of how, like, when she's expressing her feelings, that's actually her looking for validation and and leaning forward in that bubble, right? She doesn't realize that that's what her energy is doing, and it. Yeah, like causing a man to lose attraction. But when a woman is a little bit more evolved, so like if when, okay, my husband works away two weeks at a time and he's home two weeks. When he gets home, I need to talk about some things. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, you, you've got a lot of stuff that's sure. built up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I get to experience a little bit, you know, a tiny small part of being a single parent and and having it all on my shoulders, even though he's there. So I definitely know it's different, but, um, yeah, so I have these things I need to get out. And so I think with a healthy relationship, like he recognizes that. And so, you know, <laughs> he's, he's willing to sit down and go, okay, I, I accept the fact that you have all these words you have to say to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, so the, the fun part is like, I, I imagine you have you seen the movie Bedazzled, right? I think we all have. With Brandon Fraser, uh, he's yeah. I think it's been a long time. With though. Elizabeth Hurley is the devil. Is Elizabeth one? Hurley's the devil, right? Brandon Fraser's this guy, and he's in love with this girl in his office, although he doesn't know her at all. And and she goes, "Hey, I can make this wish come true. You've got seven wishes or whatever. You tell me what the wish is, and we'll make it happen, right?" And so at one point in time, he's like, he's the most caring guy in the planet, and he's this redheaded, freckled guy that cries at sunsets um, and all sorts of craziness. And you haven't watched it recently, watch it. It's amazing. But like, this is what kind of, kind of, I, I kind of think about it. It's, it's like, this is dating or relationships is Brandon Fraser trying to figure out what this girl wants. And he goes through seven iterations of characters and still really has no clue at all because he's not in touch with who he is until after the entire, everything's done. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, I could, I could one up that too, but yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I, I, Leah was about to talk. So I interrupted. Oh, well, I was just going to say like, I, I think it really comes down to um, emotional maturity, right? And like how much is a woman sharing at the beginning of the dating stage? Um, like, you know, I feel like there's, there's so many nuances here about communication, but it really comes down to not like dumping your problems in someone's lap mm-hmm. or like, you know, not expecting 
if a woman's not there for herself, then it's never going to be a super healthy relationship, no matter what. So she needs to know how to like manage her feelings and um, like, well, you guys are there to fix it. You're not really there to, you're not there to save her. That's the yeah. distinction. So, so I got a question cause it's, this is what I was, the point I was kind of instantly popped into my head is if the individual that's like in the dating process is continually trying to change and figure out what that person wants, like, Oh, they want the sensitive guy or the woman's like, Oh, he wants the enthusiastic sporty type woman or the low drama, you know, one of the guys or whatever it is. Like, I mean, I'm just kind of spitballing, you know, I guess Trace, stereotypes yeah. or whatever. I don't know if they're always continually changing. Isn't that a form of manipulation? Right. It, yeah. Well, is it that, or is it, um, an unknown? It's, it's not that if you're going to be you, be you. And that, if that person's not attracted to it, that's nothing against you. That's just who but, you are. But I don't think if somebody's, so she's, if she's trying to be somebody for somebody else, it's not her trying to manipulate. I think it's her, not being confident in herself okay, or and that's yeah, why dis- she's, she's like might oh be the better term yeah. she, she's like oh he wants this i'm going to be that or or whatever you know yeah yeah so they're within codependency um it, you know people who have that tendency or grew up in that certain way then they've been able to manipulate their own behavior to create a better outcome right so like walking on eggshells around periods so it's it's not a um like a, a intentional manipulation, but it's an internal manipulation of the self. Hmm. That makes sense. Well, I mean, yeah. And you don't, do you really get to know that person truly if they're, well, I don't right, think they ever do right. that. Yeah. And that, I think that's no. why relationships fail. Yeah. Uh, We're that, figuring stuff yeah. out, Leah. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but let's reiterate what you said. It's like, be confident in who you are and people can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And well, I, I think there's a caveat to that, right? Because there's too many people that are the narcissist that are like, oh, I'm super confident. You should take me at my worst also. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, and to that's me, that's a, a hell no. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, but I, there's I should, a difference. Yeah. I should never have to be around your worst. You should always be right. you, but <laughs> I mean, we're entitled to being in our, having our yeah. moments, but like okay. we're human. But, but, but what what is our worst? Like- no, <laughs> no not, you shouldn't be entitled to treat them at their worst. Like, yeah, I mean, that that's totally different because there's some manipulation behind that. I think if you're going to well, have a bad I day, is. I think we're entitled to have bad days. Like if you're just like, hey, I'm in a bad mood, like time out, give me a moment. Probably good to stay away from me right now. Like or maybe it's that's bad to isolating people. But um, creating the avenue of clear communication, I think if you can communicate your way through it is that's the green flag. The red flag would be, no, you just need to deal with it. Cause that's who I am. Like that's the red flag. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Well, <laughs> that was a lot of, that was a lot of word salad too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I understand to that. that a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like two things here. There's a, an energetic overall, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And this to me is the full circle person who made, or like, let's just say, cause I, in one of my courses, I teach these three different paradigms. One is that I'm good, which is the narcissist, right? Like, take me as I am at my, you know, if you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Oh, I heard someone actually say that. I hate that. Uh, well, I see it online okay. all the time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So there's that. But then on the other side, the opposite side is 
self-help paradigm. I call it a healing trap where women are more on that inner manipulation, trying to be like, just tell me how to be attractive. Tell me how to be uh, irresistible. Um, But then there's this wholeness paradigm, which does not mirror the I'm paradigm, but it's this inner confidence of like, I've done the inner work. Like, I love who I am. I'm confident. Take me as I, you know, take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that, well, I think personally as humans, but yes. Do you think that women have lost their ability to connect with their gut instinct or their intuition? And it's a tough question because I mean, like, so I hear, I hear women all the time say something, you know, something that would be like a red flag and they're like, Oh no, it's nothing, you know? Um, and usually when we follow our gut, there's a better outcome (laughs) typically. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so I mean, like, I, I almost feel like they're, they're possibly purposefully ignoring it because they want to feel needed. Um, okay. So evolution ties us to a strategy and we're all here because of a bad boy not all of us but like (laughs) so basically we are evolutionarily set up to be attracted to a bad boy okay not you guys obviously but like because he's going to go around and impregnate people and that's going to ensure survival and reproduction. The woman who has the baby is either going to be a girl who's attracted to the bad boy or it's going to be a bad boy. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So let's just say like that is, if you just look out, it's like, okay, that is, that is the problem, right? Like, well, it's a problem for healthy relationships, but as far as survival and reproduction goes, it's working pretty well. So it's it's fighting this evolutionary instinct to, yes, exactly. to procreate and, and keep a species going versus what's healthy. Yes. Okay. So what comes to you with that? Huh. Interesting. <laughs> We're, it's, I mean, it, it is interesting. We're processing. So then... Yeah. Is I can't say this. Can I is that why guys like easy women? Uh, because we want to procreate and that's our evolutionary instinct. There's some laziness in that <laughs> one too though. For, <laughs> well but for for casual dating, yeah. Huh. But So we're course, fighting our instincts too. Right. Right. Mm. Okay. Okay, well so okay, there's more nuances, right? <laughs> of course, yes, of course. <laughs> Yes, We're simplifying it way too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's <laughs> like, kind of fun. Um, as, <laughs> so as far as like intuition goes, right? And, mm-hmm. um, we're we're always doing a cost-benefit analysis of what's going to move us closer to that survival and reproduction. So that's why being with someone who that chemistry right away that's going to move you towards survival and reproduction, but we're also meant to be in tribes, like, um, not to go too far into evolutionary psychology, but like, you know, we were never meant to have probably more than 10 options for a partner. And so yeah, online dating in the world we are in now, is completely, um, an unnatural environment. And so the, let's say those 10 options, there is, um, a desire to mate for life and, you know, keep your kids alive. 
Mm-hmm. Does there's a lot of that going on? Um, yeah. If you want to stay in the evolutionary path, I guess um, of of thought, the ability to be online, take Tinder for instance, to where you can just go through 300 profiles just at, like you know machine gun pace. Does that create a predatory response instead of a hunter gatherer response? Oh, that is a good question. I actually am not sure on that answer, but with that same, you know, scenario, we have like we're designed. This is called the motivation triad. We're designed to move away from pain towards pleasure with the least amount of energy possible, and so that environment is like a trap, right? Because how easy is it to move towards, you know? Take pleasure, basically, being online. Yeah, the the let's pick out the individuals with the least amount of clothing, and the risqueest profile, and pursue that instead of yeah the person that makes you work to get to know them and makes right. you try to actually have a real legit conversation. Um, you know that type of pattern, <laughs> the, the healthy route, right? <laughs> yeah, the healthy route. So I feel like my women are really experiencing that so you um yeah i'd like to hear it from your guys's perspective i, I honestly well, think it does like i mean i think the online dating okay. route does create a lot of predators i mean and inherently maybe they're not aware of it but and it couldn't be like and i don't want to use predator in the sense that like every dude that's trying to date online is some skis bag because i mean i've been online but um what i'm trying to say in that sense is that you do start to become maybe more shallow um, because oh, okay. you're comparing, okay. you're comparing very surface level, very, um, you know, not very deep ideals, or you're looking at things that are just very, whatever you're allowed to see, you're not going to see the worst of somebody and you're probably not going to find the best either. You're going to see what's mm-hmm. able to be easily advertised. Um, well, as mm-hmm. humans though, we, we want easy yeah, and that's what we're right. designed for when Fast you, food. When you yeah. we want, well, when you look yeah. at everything, so as as fitness people, uh, myself anyway, as fitness people, take a pill, lose some weight, right? Everybody wants that. Yeah. Like, and, and then you look at, so you look at adaptation. Um, cardio is not the most effective weight loss, right? It's not at all because your body wants to adapt to the easiest and simplest thing possible, which is why you can go to the military post anywhere and see a bunch of fat guys running around and doing miles. Yeah. And they're still <laughs> fat guys because the body adapted and said, well, how, what's the easiest way to do this to get, the results we desire, right? You can carry weight better mm-hmm. in your midsection. So guess what? You're going to be Here you skinny, go, right? skinny fat. Here and, you go. And, but, yeah. and you've got all these things, right? So most of these people are eating a ton of it. stuff. Now, as a, as a bodybuilder, instead of creating the adaptation to go, hey, what's the easiest? You're forcing yourself to create more muscle mass and in turn makes your body work harder, which is why you get the difference. So I, I think anything that, that allows us to be easy, fast food, fast dating, yep. Um, access to, to easy sex, whatever we want, people naturally gravitate towards that. It, it's like, <laughs> do I want to make a real dinner or do I want to go out or, you know, do I want to grab a bag of chips instead? Right. Exactly. It's inert laziness. Problem. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got strong women, right? Yeah. And, and you talk about this on, on your blog post. I've read a few of them. But you're talking about strong women and how they get to the top of the mountain, right? Oh, um, right. The top of healing mountain. Yeah. The mountain. <laughs> and so they're up there yeah. and they're like, hey, I'm here and I'm waiting and I'm ready. But 
they're like, mm, I want it now. Um, I'm going to go yeah. for somebody with potential that I can bring up with me. Can you kind of talk to that point? Because I thought that was really intriguing. Okay, yes. So they, you know, they've done all of this inner work and there's so much in this self-development world that teaches you if you're triggered, it's something inside of you. If you attracted something, it's something inside of you. If you, it's a, this situation in front of you is a mirror. And I um, do not agree with that at all. It's we, we choose how to respond to the situations that show up. But I think it's been very damaging for women who are highly conscientious, how quickly they are willing to turn in on themselves because then they're, you know, they're so strong emotionally and they have so much resilience that they're, you know, they want to believe that this man can come with them. And so, yeah, they usually end up with a man with potential until I tell them, don't do that. Well, it's because the guy with potential is not at that level yet, right? Right. So right. you're raising a boy. I kind he of, um, per se. I, as a martial artist, I, I really felt that when you wrote this, I was like, oh my gosh, because it, at my level um, that I guess I am, is a nice way to put that, it's mm-hmm, hard mm-hmm. to find people that are, are my equals in yeah. that realm, right? And so- right when I go to train other people or practice other people that are lower, I've got to lower myself mm-hmm. to meet that level. So if this strong woman is on the top of the hill and she goes, Oh, I'm going to go for somebody with potential. Take it easy. On she me. can't, Ella, she's not pulling them up to the hill. She's actually walking down the hill to meet uh-huh. them where they're at. And then has to slowly walk back up the hill with them to grow. And that never happens because the guy's got to be it, there already. Right. Yeah. So I call that spinning, right? Cause there's no actual forward movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So do you think any of that's part of the healing trap at all? Which part? The, um, the being available for potential. Yes. Yeah. So I, my whole thing is about healthy relationships. So once we get to the top healing mountain, it's really about deep self-acceptance that there's nothing wrong with her because her tendency is to want to, you know, well, what if I miss something? What if I'm not aware of something? It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And everything from here on out is just more about discovery and learning and making sure that all of the relationships in your life are healthy and that's it. Like that's the boundary. Like you, there's no other option. <laughs> like You can't just, and and she doesn't want to have unhealthy relationships anyway. So I got I got kind of a question for you, and it it's, it is tied to the healing trap. But it, you take somebody that has a <clears throat> I guess a mindset or or understands relationships to be a certain way um, that they start looking for red flags when they start dating. Like they were maybe in a traumatic experience with a relationship and it ended really badly. So they start dating and then all of a sudden they start, they can easily see red flags popping up. Then they meet that one person that's not presenting the red flags. They start thinking, well, there's no red flag. So this must be a red flag. Like I need to either hit the ejection seat or I need to completely shut down and wait for the red flag to show up in order to make me think this thing is normal. Um, You know, does that, 
play into the awareness part of it? Is it intuition? Is it kind of a mixture of everything to where you start to see healthy relationships because you become a healthy person, but maybe you don't recognize the symptoms of a healthy relationship? Okay. So what I, that was deep. I'm sorry. And that wasn't really a question. It was more of a situation, but. (laughs) Okay. Well, this idea that you're going to basically see an illusion of a red flag because there aren't red flags isn't, I, I don't really see that happening. If, if that does happen, it might be because one or like one of, would be because one's not interested. Like that would be the red flag. But if the relationship is going along great and, you know, the energy is really good between two people, um, they just keep moving forward. I don't, yeah. I would have yeah. to have a specific scenario. Yeah. Do you think it's because the person hasn't healed that they're, they feel like there's no red flags and that's a red flag in itself. They're, they ultimately feel like since they haven't healed internally that they're, they're going, okay, there's got to be a problem somewhere. I've got to find the problem now. Because yeah, they haven't right. healed or they're yeah. not confident in the relationship. Right. So I, I actually look, want to remove that they're not healed, but it's just a lack of confidence. Okay. okay. And a lack of confidence, a lack of self-trust. And, you know, something's going to come along to help them you know, in, in air quotes, heal that. But what I have found not to be helpful is to go looking for what needs to be healed. The, the environment will bring it. <laughs> it's okay. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like owning a used car and you start looking for problems and then you're going to find a bunch. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So it, it sounds like um, awareness, intuition, understanding and discernment are the four keys that are kind of lacking today in the modern woman. Is that, and probably modern men also. Can I throw a fifth out there? Yeah. Leah, and tell me if I'm wrong for putting this out there. Empathy. I I feel like that's under awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I would say my women probably have too much empathy. Okay. If anything, like they care, they're too aware. (laughs) That's why somebody with potential looks really good. You can yeah, see where he was. Like, I understand. It's the puppy at the pound and you really just want to give them, but they're not house trained. They're not, <laughs> they've got worms. <laughs> yeah. So empathy, um, I think being reasonable. So that is what, like, I don't want my women to try and be like irresistible or magnetic, like be reasonable. And that's what an empowered man is looking for. Yeah. And there's a and difference. The, the, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, that was a little side tangent, but. No, because it was going to pose the question that, I mean, we've talked about on the show before. Um, You know, you're not talking about being feminist. You're talking about being feminine, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. um, So, you know, a feminist wants to do it all of her, do everything herself and be, you know, just as good or better than a man. But. That has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Yeah. No. And, and, and so, cause you want the mask, you're encouraging women to search for the men that has the masculine energy. If you're looking at, I can do it myself or I can do it without you or, you know, with that type of mindset, it makes it really difficult to find that masculine energy appealing. Correct. Yes. Right. So when, when a woman is wounded, because that's what most feminist energy is, the feminist, 
um, she, she won't even find an empowered masculine man attractive. So wounded energies typically find wounded energies attractive. It, it repels the empowered energies. Huh. Hmm. So that the more healthy someone is, the more repelled they are by someone who's unhealthy. I love it. I like it. I, and, and the reason I say that too is because, you know, there's, there's individuals that, you know, I, and I said on this podcast before, I said, I can't be with a feminist, but I've also mm-hmm. said, I need, if I'm going to be with a woman, I want her to be a strong woman. I want her to be feminine. I want her to be confident. Um, I, I had have a really hard time being with a woman that's not confident um, in who yes, she is. Right. And, th- and there's yes. a difference between towing that line. Like you can be a strong, confident woman and not be feminist. Like, so. Right. I think the old school version of feminist was okay because it meant empowering women. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I was supposed to be. Like, and yeah, women absolutely. should be empowered. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but women should be empowered to be whatever women want to be. If that means I want to be a housewife, be empowered to be the best housewife you can be. Yeah. If you want to be a corporate, corporate woman, do that. Be empowered to do that. Yeah. But to say that the, the feminism now feels like it's just toxicity over and over yeah. and over again. Like nothing uh-huh. that even remotely relates to it, unless you are – Unless you're completely against the idea that that women should be in the house or should should be whatever, it, like you're not feminist. Stay at home it, mom almost it gets blows made my fun mind of, away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you love your husband. You're you couldn't be a feminist. You're an awful person. You're subservient to your husband. Like, like how dare you? Like, it, what? It kind of blows no, my you mind. Can away. Love somebody else. Yeah. No, it's it's it, and it's difficult because I see that affecting um, in today's kind of day and age. Like I see. There's there's two different obviously Tristan mentioned it the two different ideas of feminism there's the older old school idea of it which I'm all for I think most people are there's the newer mm-hmm. idea of it of it being the toxic cycle of oppression mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. see it I mean like I as a guy and call it mansplaining or whatever I think that term itself I hate to um, <laughs> but being able to and you can empower somebody and encourage them to be a strong woman. Um, and be a strong man yourself. Like it's like match my energy to an extent mm-hmm. I think is, is, is appealing to me as a man, because I know she's moving in that, like you say, that forward direction to where I see mm-hmm. like the modern day feminism as a way of stepping back and almost being like, I'm affected because of who you are as a strong male. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense, but I mean it, that you start getting into the the deeper ideals of dating in, in 2021, a late 2021 moving to 2022, but um, that it, it does make it harder because it, especially if you're in the online arena because of COVID or whatever else, it's just easier to meet people that way. Um, I mean, you go through profiles and you pick that up and it's like for a lot of people, like, I'm sorry, but women put that they're a feminist in their profile. You're going to be single a lot longer. <laughs> That's because all you see is that toxicity in the news. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it, all that. And you're like, you oh. could be meaning the old, like I'm all for empowering and all that stuff. Like that's, the good stuff. Explain yourself, please. Well, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> if someone's putting a feminist in their profile anyway, you're, you're probably going to be like, it, it, I don't know, it's completely unnecessary for a dating profile. So I don't know. Just to <laughs> me, that's a red flag. Well, it's like yeah. they say, like, if you voted for Trump, I can't date you. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to date you if you're going to have that ideal that like, that's a deal breaker for you. Like, okay. I know plenty of good people that voted for Biden. I know plenty of good people that voted for Trump. Like 
why is that a differentiating point? But I get it, like whatever. But it, I'm it getting seems on a tangent like too. But people that <laughs> post those things and enlist those things and profiles like that are insecure. Yeah, they're not confident. Yeah, they're insecure. they're very not confident. They're it's very insecure, insecure screaming, and and they don't yeah. have to to face their insecurities by dating somebody that could potentially challenge that. They can't have a dissenting voice in what they yeah what they are. or to, I would yeah to me it, it's like a um you know, a lack of awareness or like a lower level of evolvement. I don't know how else to say it, but it's like, you know, it just really clearly says like, Oh yeah, not a match for me. (laughs) No, thanks. I'm not mature enough to make it happen yet. Yeah. So how do you, in your opinion, how do you know um, when it's right or wrong? Well, when the woman or man is right or wrong until you start dating, I mean, like, do you, do you know that right in, or wrong the, for you? Yeah, in the okay. in the pre dating stage, or do you should you be dating for that thirty to ninety days before you know if it's a good fit or not? I mean, like, what are you what are your thoughts there? Okay, I love questions like this. So yeah, so it's always about when I have a woman create a love compass, and um, we could talk about it from the man's perspective too. But a, so a woman needs to know like this should feel good 90% of the time. And so she gets to just observe the relationship moving forward and she'll know by the way she feels. So there's no like, um, how do you know? Well, you know, by the way you feel. So if over time it stops feeling good, that's a red flag. Okay. I, when I met Trevor, I knew by, we met on a Friday night on a blind date. I knew by Sunday he was the one. I dated so many people, so many men. Wow. And so I knew, but I didn't tell him I knew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I waited. I was like, I don't care how, because I, I knew this in like already. It's like, I don't care how amazing he is. He has to show me who he is and I will walk away if it stops feeling good. So I had my own back. Everyone needs to have their own back. So if this stops feeling good, like I'm out. And and it's the same way to this day. Like he knows if he messes up, I know if I mess up, like we're done. Like neither one of us, like, and I say that, like, it sounds harsh, but both of us are like, hey, like, I'll well, be just fine. You're yeah, both on the same page and you're both fighting for each other. Too. But I liked how you said, like, yeah. you have your own back and that confidence is not only the biggest critic for yourself, but it's also the biggest encouragement for yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and thank you. So anyone going into like a new relationship, if you go by how you feel and you know how healthy re- the relationship is and you have your own back, golden. Hmm. If, okay. So let's say hmm, on that you're in a relationship, right? And you're enjoying it. Feels good. Things are kind of moving forward. You're feeling confident. You've got your own back, right? Mm-hmm. You start seeing some flags, do you, do you go, you know what? I've invested this much time. I'm going to keep working through it. Or do you go, whoa, 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 let's pause. <laughs> well, it would depend on what those are, right? So yeah. like, what are the deal breakers? Yeah, you know, so, you know, if I was dating someone and all of a sudden, like Bless six me. months in, they went online, it's over. Okay. If they lost their job. You know, he, if he lost his job, um, 
then it would, you know, if I didn't see ambition or like motivation, like to try and get another one, it's or if over. It was due to like substance <laughs> abuse or something else. Or, so you lost a job. Now he's just at home playing Minecraft yeah. video games. Right. Right okay. And so I don't know what small flags there would be um, for like, okay, I can look past this. I'm like, what would that be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> From my perspective, communication would be the great equalizer. Because if you can't, I mean, how would the individual know that they have flags? If there hasn't been like, hey, you know, I'm feeling this way because, you know, this is going on. Like, let's say they're typically the person's calm on normally, right? Okay. And then every once in a while, they just, they seem to spaz out. Hmm. Is that a good way to put it? Is okay, that yeah, is that an indicator okay. of future issues? Or what's the stimuli or in relation? To, I mean, I would ask more questions than just one reaction. But, yeah, I got you. Right. I mean, does that kind of make sense, Leah? Okay. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Then having like, Hey, um, like when you, yeah, when this happens, almost a, like almost that a doesn't work personality for me. Change. Like for me, that that's an, that's a no go. That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, if you're not consistently the person you are all the time yep. and then you've got like this, I, I mean, BPD, maybe manic issue or whatever. <laughs> and, and you're okay. Disorder. And then like what the next, Two weeks down the road, we're just chatting and whatever. Now you're crazy as all hell um, and not letting something go. And you're like, what is going on with you? Like, are you the same person? You know, that to me is a, that's a scary one, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that to me would, you would have the, a conversation about it. And then if it happened again, so the conversation would be like, you know, <laughs> this is not a script by any means. And it's like, Hey, you know, (laughs) (laughs) either I love you depending on how far along the relationship is, but like, I love you. I think you're amazing. We have so much in common. There's so many things I, I love about our relationship, but when this thing happens, it makes me really question, you know, if, if this is going to work for me. So I got a tangent question because you mentioned it in your blog you talk a lot about vulnerability Mm -hmm. and how it can be deemed a weakness um, Mm -hmm. and often judged most. And I'm reading from your post. You're like often the thing most judged in yourself or others. um, You can't tolerate weakness. Where does, where does vulnerability play in? And like, when, when is it okay to start being vulnerable with that individual in the, in the initiative dating process in that 30 to 90 day window? Like what's too vulnerable? What's not? I mean, what's too withdrawn and not vulnerable enough? I mean, I know that there's like a a line, but you know, there's got to be some boundaries that you have to put in place in the initial dating process to like, I'm not going to disclose this stuff because it's, I don't know, like maybe not necessary to know. I don't know. For like for me, I don't think I don't really show any vulnerability in the first ninety days. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's real yet. You're a red flag. I'm just kidding. Sort of. No, well, well, sort of. I mean, like, I, I can be, I can be wholeheartedly me and honest. Yeah. And I, and I will be. I mean, you know, but, but like being vulnerable, I think is totally different. Because I'm the opposite. I'm, and I don't want to say like upfront. I'm like lay all my garbage out on the line. But I'm, I'm just like, hey, here's who I am. Like this is me. This is like, if you have any questions about, like, I know that I'm a divorced single dad, and I'm dating somebody. There's going to be questions of like, how do you have your kid so much? Like there's going to be questions that way. Because yeah, I don't that's think that makes common. you vulnerable. I think that just sets you up situationally going, look, this is my situation. This is who I am. Yeah. 
vulnerable to me would be like emotional vulnerability. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. in 90 days, I don't think that we're far enough along for me to be emotionally vulnerable yet. Um, Thank God. Well, and, and, <laughs> right? No sure. one, yeah. No, yeah. No woman wants a man to be emotionally vulnerable with her. And a healthy woman doesn't want that in those 90 days. And if you are, there probably is a lot going on in your life where you need to check it and go, okay, maybe I shouldn't be dating because if you are emotionally a roller coaster in 90 days, there's, there's more going on. It's, it's probably yeah. not the dating relationship you're having already. It's something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, right. if I'm, if I'm dating, sorry, Leah, if I'm dating and I'm, I'm saying like, I'm, I'm there and I'm like, I just start bawling or crying or whatever, emotionally, you know, puking all over this person in 90 days, <laughs> that's probably going to be a big red flag for her. Sure. Unless it's like, you know, a parent died or something, you know, something, of course, that would be well, I think abnormal. There's the inherent. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Leah. What do you, what do you got? Sorry. No, just, well, no, I love it. I love this conversation. I think we could talk for so long. Um, okay, so women, okay, so my husband is more emotionally stable than I am. And I think that's such a good balance. So I'm a strong, confident, capable woman. If I want to, you know, do something, I have, I know, you know, I can make it happen. Um, but I don't want that in our relationship. Right. Like I don't want to be the stronger emotional one. <laughs> well, you want I need, stability, yeah. Right. I want emotional stability. And so I guess what we're saying here is there's a difference. So a man who's emotionally stable <clears throat> isn't going to be emotional with with a woman in those first ninety days. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that answers my question because there's the difference between like saying, Hey, here's here's my my ugly stuff of my past and then hey here's like here's the ugly stuff of me internally yeah <laughs> there's a big I, difference between the two i think that, it, a huge there totally is yeah but i feel yeah. like for those things like she's gonna want to ask those questions you know sure um leah do you think that's right that she would be the one asking those and you not just going oh hey by the way yeah yeah, yeah. you know i've never asked my husband about the internal securities he had. Because hmm. I, I don't feel like I, I want to say that know. goes against kind of what we encourage sometimes in our oh. podcast. Which part? Well, I mean, uh-huh. we encourage men to have a, sp- a safe place if they're in a relationship, like the spouse to be a safe place to be able to verbalize what's going on internally. Well, yeah. And I think that's different though, because she's saying she's never asked him what his insecurities are. Okay. And, not for a lack of not wanting to know, but a lack of that. Hey, you know, if, if he wants to present it, then he can present it. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. So maybe yeah. that's a sign of strength. Like that, what you're describing, like Tristan just said, I would see as a, as a sign of strength that like, you got to know when it's okay to verbalize something because it needs to be addressed or fixed. If we're talking about depression in men, like you got to be able to know that like you can say like, Hey, something's going on. And not, I'm not saying the first 30 to 90 days, like that let's, this is mm-hmm. down the road. There's a commitment there. Like saying like, Hey, I'm not feeling right. Um, I need to get help for this or I want, I mean, that's a sign of strength to like reach out and I'm going to get really oh, deep. Yeah. We're getting really deep in, in stuff, but it's something that we see in men here. Um, a lot. I mean, in our, in okay. our Leah, do you think that, that men and uh, just from my point of view, I'm not going to answer this. I, I want you to, kind of consider it in a woman's point of view are do you think men do that because they're 
their partner isn't confident and they don't feel like they could handle that kind of pressure? Uh, okay, can you um, so, reword okay. the question? Yes. Yeah. So when men are, are feeling depressed, are feeling whatever, a lot of men internalize that and, and don't tell their partner at all. Do you think it's because typically the partner isn't strong or confident enough to handle that whatever the issue is does that make sense i don't i don't think so i think it, so if a man is depressed um well, okay so this is definitely not my area of expertise just gonna mental health i know there. yeah you're in relationship okay. life, but. <laughs> but like if he can to me it's like his ability to be like Hey, um, I know I have something going on. I need to go, like, you know, I got to go work this out. Like, mm-hmm. that's the healthy thing to do, um, whether or not he feels healthy, right? Like, but like, like, that initiative to be able to do that, I don't think it has much to do with his partner not being able to handle it. But if that's the case, then that relationship isn't healthy. Is that like a, it could be an internal perception of, yeah. Necessarily something that's not true. Do you think mm-hmm. women want to be told if, uh, if a man's going through something like that? Like if your husband was, yeah. was dealing with some issues, you'd want to know, right? Yeah. I'd want to know. And I'm sure I would ask like, Hey, what's going on with you? You know, I would be able to tell and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, is there anything you need to talk about? And then mm-hmm. if he said no, and it kept going on, I'd be like, dude, <laughs> that makes sense right does that kind of answer your it question does more no it? it does and it was just a, a, something because we had touched on it a couple episodes ago and, and and an episode ago um that is is something more common nowadays um that we're you know people have to deal with and so i know that there is we're trying to get through the stigma of like vulnerability in men there's a difference between healthy vulnerability and just like being an absolute roller coaster train wreck of a, of a human being and hoping that people just accept it. Um, okay. So that, <laughs> that whole thing can be applied to almost directly to women, right? So yeah. women can be vulnerable, but they don't, if they're an emotional roller coaster, wanting people to save them or like, oh. you know, they're all over the place. Then yeah. it's the same thing. Absolutely. Um, and that, and that, like you touched on it previously, like that works its way into codependency and, mm-hmm that becomes a very toxic place to be operating a relationship out of. Codependency mm-hmm. is, is very, it's very dominant right now. At least it feels like mm-hmm. um, all these people feel like their only validation is through somebody else. At least that's what mm-hmm. I'm noticing. And that's, that's kind of a scary, mm-hmm. a scary place to be. Um, because if you don't value mm-hmm. yourself already intrinsically, then the, the, what's the purpose? <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. I'm feeling like, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So in, in your coaching and in the way you process things for your clientele, um, you know, kind of some, some pointers, like, I guess, like, as we kind of, I don't want to say wrapping things up, but we're working towards something, um, and, and putting a bow on things, but like with your, with your ability, what would you say to guys out there, um, that are single thinking about entering the dating world? Um, just something internally that they could be working on or something that, um, if they're putting themselves out there in the dating world, whether it's online or in person or whatever, and they're willing to ask somebody out, um, kind of like a self check, like check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you're going to go into a dating situation, um, 
you know, where where should they be standing with themselves first before involving somebody else? I'd say it's men and women together. Yeah. Okay. It's both. Um, because our client, yeah, and I will say this: like half of our listenership is female, so it's <laughs> just the way it works. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, okay. As far as checking yourself, um, well, what I think is important is have have the vision of what you want, right? So know the type of relationship that you want and that you're not going to settle for anything less. And you want to make sure that you don't get, so there's a fast lane and a slow lane and potential is the slow lane, right? So you want to be able to catch the red flags as soon as possible without unnecessarily creating any um, imaginary ones. But you just want to make sure that like, okay, like basically the path, it's not about attracting love. It's about learning what's healthy and what's not healthy. And if that's your mindset, you're going to catch those red flags. You're going to be in the fast lane. You're going to avoid unnecessary drama and heartache. And you're going to attract that person because the other person is going to recognize like, oh shit, like who is this person? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also not getting, I mean, and, and so I don't know if Tristan's going to clue you into my background. I don't get physical in relationships until there's commitment. Um, and so, you know, some see that you as a red flag. I don't, I'm, I abstain from, uh, oh, okay. yeah. Until I'm, until I'm, you know, married. In a committed relationship. Yeah. Yes. Until I'm like married. Like I'm, I've been standing firm on that. I'm, I have a life of faith and I live that and that's just part of it. And it's not that I don't want that aspect to do very much. It's mm-hmm. just, I want it to be in the right arena. Um, and I mm-hmm. want, want that extended commitments to my partner. So I don't, I feel that the safety chain and everything else is kind of there. Um, but some people see that as a red flag. Like you can't truly know the person unless you're physically involved with them. Um, some is like, Hey, you need to move in with them. So you know what it's like, if you're going to be in a long-term commitment, you need to be there. You know, people do different strokes for different folks. Obviously um, I have my beliefs in certain things, but in that thought, I think it matches what you're saying too, is, you know, that you have to be, your confidence, whether it's in your faith or whether it's in the way you live your life or the way that you're going to set yourself up um, and how you treat other people, like you have to have the confidence and no matter what you're going to be, you've got to be it and not just talk about it. You got to be about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I don't know if that really painted a question <laughs> even, but, <laughs> um, but no. And, and so I kind of painted as like in today's age, I'm the, I'm the outlier. Like, if I'm going to be living that mm-hmm. type of life, I'm, that's not common. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so when you meet certain people, I've been on dates and they're like, yeah, the fact that you want to wait is a red flag. And I'm like, cool. All right. That's then I'm not for you. That's just something that I've been very, you know, steadfast on and, and, and firm with. Um, well, okay. Just real quick. That, that's not red flag. A red flag is like, it's wounded, right? That a red yeah. flag is like an unawareness, right? You're making a life ch- uh, choice and that doesn't work for her. But for someone to tell, say it's a red flag, such a different spin on it. So what she's really saying is that doesn't work for me. And you're like, great. See ya. Yeah. Well, it's her going, oh, that box I can't check. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But I mean, for your situation, Ryan, though, the, the hard, the hard part's going to be, you have to find somebody that's going to be on the same yeah. road as you that, that believes all the same beliefs and is like, yes, I'm a hundred percent for this. And 
hopefully you you find somebody that you marry and you have a magical fairy princess world that you live in and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's gonna that, be, that's what I hope you do. Honestly, that's what I want. It's going to be like the Anchorman, the afternoon delight video. Oh yeah. my gosh. Awesome. <laughs> Riding on unicorns. Yeah. Totally awesome. Um, and, and I know that, that that exists out there. It's just, you have to, be, I have to be more patient and that's, yeah. that's the, the route that I've been falling into. And some people say like, so I'll pay this to you. When somebody paints, somebody is picky, right? You're being too picky. What is your thought process in that? Like, how do you, how would you view that as a, as a life or relationship coach? If somebody's no. told they're too picky all the time. Yeah, no, it's like, well, I have standards. Thank you. Cause thank that, you. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with being picky. Like I, I have high standards and it's okay. I'm not going to settle. And so, you know, I've told, like I have a, I've told people I've got a list of non-negotiables. Like I know what I need in a relationship and I'm not going to settle outside of those that like, I'm not going to compromise these certain areas of my life to fit somebody. Well, and now you can go, this is how I want to feel around this person too. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. no, 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 that's no, true though. That's it, very true. I know it sounds weird coming from a guy, Leo, you, you make it sound so much better, but like, <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. But, but seriously, like, yeah, that's It's the same for guys. Are, are you against people having like non-negotiables? Well, you want to make sure first and foremost, so the number one priority is a healthy relationship, yeah. right? So that, that's like, like the top and things trickle down from there. So your non-negotiables should be in an alignment with a healthy relationship. So what would, you know, what would, I'm guessing your non-negotiables are healthy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then. And there's, it's not like I've got like 37 non-negotiables. They're very, <laughs> very like distinct and it, they're all encompassing in my opinion. But um, some of them have been just due to what I know that I need for my partner. And I'm not going to negotiate okay. work outside of that. And so um, okay. it's not like I'm too so rigid like- to meet somebody else that may <laughs> be different than me. Like political is not one of them. Like, I mean, if they're moderate, I don't care as long as they're a great person and they love me and end up loving my kid. Like, whatever. Like I'm cool with that. Right. So like, and if, <laughs> if a non-negotiable is like must live in Idaho, you know, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, well, you start getting into custody battles and then that becomes a non-negotiable at some point, but <laughs> okay, yeah. So there you go. So there you go. So that makes sense. Must drive a truck, right? Then it's like, okay, well, can't uh, be a Ford. Not- <laughs> yeah. I don't have the money to work on a Ford every day. So yeah, no, I, you can't drive one of those. Um, <laughs> no, it totally sounds like your, your standards are, are healthy and that's what matters. Yeah. And, and the reason I just bring that up is because I know that there's other people I've talked to that also kind of carry that mindset that like you need to have standards. Otherwise you're going to fall for anything that comes across your way. That sounds good. And yeah. Yeah. So as long as you're like, I require this from, uh, you know, my potential partner, as long as the other person is withholding that themselves. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Like, yeah. No, that's good. I wasn't using get, you for personal you know, for personal use, but it was just something that came to my mind that I know that I can't be the only one that has like a list of non-negotiables. I think but. this conversation can go on forever. It could definitely could. totally. But we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Leo, we're gonna let you go. Um, <laughs> you've been, you've been yeah, an awesome you, guest. You're amazing. Um gosh. I've loved it. Thank you for we having might, me. We might have to do it again eventually because uh there's just there's so much to unpack in the relationship world. It's yes. massive, you know. Yeah. There, and um, there's, everybody's got different dynamics, especially from 
upbringing to you bring every everybody brings something different to the table. Yeah. So you've been mm-hmm. an awesome guest, and I'm more than grateful to have the conversation with you because it's been incredibly insightful. So well, thank you so much. I really, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Go stay on though, because we're going to finish up here real fast, and then we'll we'll say our goodbyes. But um, I think you know for this episode. We're good. Yeah. Ryan, do you want to take us out? Yeah. So uh, that was episode 36? I don't know. Seven? 37? 37, 37, I think, yeah. yeah of the good. Advocacy Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan, and we have Leah Lake with leahlake.com. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. And do you want to plug yourself, Leah? Yeah. Just Oh, yeah. If you um, want to find me, I have a website at yeah, leahlake.com, L-E-I-G-H-A-L-A-K-E. Dot com and um, I have tons of resources and blog posts and I have just a, co- like a small little group of YouTube videos and yeah, lots lots of stuff to learn. Yeah, and we will put your Facebook page too on our Facebook page so our listeners can uh, go check you out too. But we have been more than appreciative of your time and uh, yeah, what awesome energy you bring to what you do and. Just the insight that you have um, was more than more than great. I yep. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Leah. Thank you.